Hi, I'm Randallin. I'm Jennifer. And we're people talking about people. People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com. That's W-A-N-D-E-R-B-A-R-N.com. Good morning, Randallin. I tried so hard not to laugh obnoxiously loud when you started that. <laughs> Me too, myself. <laughs> For those of you who don't have the pleasure of watching Jen talk and you just get to hear her, what you have missed is she leaned in probably like three inches away from her screen and all of a sudden went, people, tiny people, and I <laughs> just about lost it, but... <laughs> It together don't know how probably won't ever happen again uh, you think that but I'll probably make some version of that happen again even though everyone listening is going to listen to this on a Wednesday happy Monday to us oh happy Monday to us I like our Monday recordings it's a good way to kick off the week so yes happy Monday it is we I feel like even when we talk about hard I don't think we've talked about any sad topics I think we've have talked about things that have been hard, like boundaries or, um, I don't know. We've talked about a lot of interesting things, but this week we're actually going to talk about something really fun. I think both of us are excited about it. We were talking before the recording went on about how we are in mid-October now. The holiday season is coming upon us, and we are super excited to just talk about and share some of like the fun and interesting potentially eclectic transition traditions that our families have during this season. So like from now through the end of December, right into New Year's. Um, I know the Hill family has some just like funny ones because we are a massive family with lots of mouths. Um, so we make cookies and treats strategically. I cannot talk this morning. Um, but Jen, I'm interested to hear what you guys do. I know you have a much smaller family, so I'm sure your traditions look a little bit different than mine. Yeah. And I would say that that's one thing as you're slowly starting a family and have a young family and one child that is fun yet a challenge to kind of get started. Cause it's like, what are we going to do? And every year, what's the thing we want to make a tradition. So our little family with a six year old, we don't have a ton of them yet. Um, but we've done a good job of sort of adopting some of the ones from, you know, our um, growing up family as well. So making some of those still be important. But there are a couple little things that we do regularly, uh, most of it being centered around Christmas time for us. Um, but Halloween is starting to become a fun one. And the community that we are in right now, where we're living right now, Although we just moved here this last April, we've actually been here for Halloween like three different times, just sort of randomly. We had come down and stayed with my family that lives down here, and uh, which was fun because we got to, you know, trick-or-treat and everything down here. So although it came about like in a weird way, it's become a tradition now to do Halloween here in this community, which is actually kind of fun because, you know, my daughter's only done, I guess, I don't know how to do the math. There are six of them or this will be the sixth one, right? And three of them have already been here. So we kind of happen in, indirectly, which is gets me excited. And what's kind of fun about that too is we know like the best little neighborhoods to go to and where to drive around and look for decorations, you know, before we even go out and trick or treat. And 
where we want to get our pumpkins and all of that. So we've kind of created this one around Halloween indirectly, which is fun. And I'm kind of excited that we're already halfway through October and we get to start driving around looking at decorations in the next couple of weeks. And um, she's already got her costume picked out. So we have to make some little tweaks here and there, but yeah. Halloween this year. She's going to be Batgirl. She decided she wanted to be Batgirl. I don't know where that came from. She's, <laughs> she's reading so many different books right now and listening to so many different audiobooks that I kind of never know what she's going to be into. And I, I had some like things in mind I thought she was going to want to be, but she's very, really into superheroes right now. So she chose Batgirl for some reason. And she was Wonder Woman one year. So it seems to be a little bit of a theme for her, but my favorite that she ever was, though, was um, Sky from, from Paw Patrol. She decided she wanted to be Sky from, from Paw Patrol. My little sister's obsessed with her. I do think her obsession with unicorns is a smidge stronger than her obsession with Sky from Paw Patrol, but they're both really, like, real close. We're not sure what she's going as this year. Yeah, I'm surprised that she hasn't wanted to be a unicorn or mermaid or, you know, something. I don't even think she's dressed up as like a princess on Halloween. I think that feels like I can do that any day. Like she's like, I can be a unicorn whenever I want. I can be a princess whenever I want. So she picks something really different. But Sky was fun because we actually like made, I'm kind of into making as much of the costume as possible. So we sort of made the costume instead of like buying one that's like in a package. And um, my daughter has this like, blonde hair so we put her hair kind of in these buns almost like princess leia-y kind of buns that like hung down that looked like dog ears and <laughs> so we did all these things to like make her <laughs> yeah make her hair look like a dog and i don't know it was just really fun it was it, it was homemade and worth you know all the effort that went into it um and i think she appreciated it more and so many moms were like oh my gosh great job and i just thought that was really really sweet so like back girl I don't know what's gonna happen but we have like a little pink dress that my grandma needs or her grandma my mom needs to like hem up but I think we're gonna make her some kind of like wings or something I don't know we're still working on it but (laughs) that's gonna be so fun I love that I don't feel like we've been my family's never been really big on like the Halloween costumes we've done them but it's never been like the most iconic part of fall for us we over the past couple years have developed some pretty intense pumpkin carving I don't know that competition is the correct word but maybe like design um I distinctly remember maybe two years ago spending oh gosh like four hours carving a like Optimus Prime Transformer pumpkin for one. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because this is my life now. <laughs> my mom texted me the other day. She's like, when are you coming over to do pumpkin carving? She's like, you got four kids waiting for you. And I was like, yeah, I'll need like literally four days to carve all of their pumpkins. Like delivery, drop them off at my house and I'll return them when they're all done. <laughs> um, yes, they make the most intricate designs. And they're just like, okay, Randy, make it happen. And that's, maybe it's like one of my secret skills. I'm like an expert pumpkin carver. I don't know, but. Amazing. That's like, you're going to turn into that person, like the Griswolds, where it takes like an entire month to get ready for Halloween. You're like, okay, what's, what's the plan? What's, where's my stencil? How do I print it out? Like, it's going to take you forever to figure all this stuff out pretty soon. <laughs> it does. I know this year, my grandma 
helped me out quite a bit. She bought the two of the kids little, um, like paint you think like it comes with paint and then it comes with like the things that you stick in the pumpkin. So it's kind of like a Mr. Potato head of a pumpkin kind of kit. Um, but so she bought like my little sister, a unicorn one. So she gets to like paint her pumpkin purple and then like put in the horn and like the wings and whatever. And I think she bought one of my little brothers, a dinosaur. So he gets to like paint it green and then put in like the dinosaur pieces. And I was like, okay, that's great. Two pumpkins down. I only have two more. <laughs> I'm really hoping that the 11 year old will start like carving his own pumpkins this year, but he always picks such intricate designs that he's like, I need help. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I love it. Of course, for me, the best part about, like, I could care less what's on the pumpkin. It could have triangle, 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 sort of a smile, like literally don't care. I just want the seeds that are on the inside. I've like mastered the art of roasting pumpkin seeds and I could eat them all day, every day until I have a stomach ache. Like I love them. What is your pumpkin seed roasting secret? Cause there's, I not, there's not really a secret per se. I, never they never hit the mark they're always like just shy of it okay so i would say it's not a huge secret but here's what i have found there's so there's a couple things you can do one you almost can like brine them if you will like put them in water with a bunch of salt and kind of let it like soak it up that way beforehand make sure they're dry before you put them into the oven on on some sort of sill pad or parchment or something right slow and low that's probably the biggest key like don't crank it up like crazy high. Um, just make sure it's slow and low and it might take 45 minutes to an hour. Like that's okay. So slower and lower is key. And then depending on whether you brined it or not, salt and pepper on top is that's pretty much it. I mean, I've done garlic and other flavors, but just keep it, keep it fairly basic. I think that's the best, but slow and low and probably dry when it goes in. That's probably the biggest key. I mean, I've roasted them with butter before and, and that's good, but I feel like it's just not needed. Like once you kind of figure out the temperature, it's not really quite needed. So, okay. Yeah. Talking like 300 to 50. I think you could probably go 300 to 320, maybe even 325. Just don't crank it up to like 350, 375. And it pro if you have convection, yeah, lower 300, something like that. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. If you cr crank it up too high, you get a nice crunchy outside and then the chewy inside. We don't want that. We want it to be delicious all the way through. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will report back on my pumpkin roasting results this year good. so good that makes me happy we'll, well this is a good segue talking about food into thanksgiving because that so to be honest here's a funny one this is probably one of the holidays that i have the least amount of like traditions other than like you know show up on the day kind of thing okay but it's probably my favorite holiday and i think for me part of like the tradition aspect is almost trying something new every single time that's kind of more like it's more around the excitement of trying something new, spending all day in the kitchen, whoever comes over, whether it's two people or 20 people, like there still seems to be the same amount of food and the same amount of time in the kitchen, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> okay, so Jen's either feeding two people, 20 people's worth of food or 20 people, the smallest portions that they can possibly get with. Yes, yes that is exactly correct. That's it. Totally. Hit the nail on the head. That's exactly correct. So, yes. I come 
over on a two-person Thanksgiving so I can eat my weight in food and then have leftovers. Perfect. Yes. And my husband eats like a bird. He barely eats anything. So we always have lots of leftovers. It's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> I love that. No, I think my family similarly has never been really attached to Thanksgiving. We've done it at my grandma's. We've done it at my mom's. Um, we've done like Thanksgiving lunch at one grandma's, Thanksgiving dinner at another's, like you name it, we've done it for Thanksgiving. But I think kind of where we've landed similarly is like, it's just a day to be together and to eat all things pumpkin. Um, none of us are like incredibly pumpkin obsessed, like pumpkin spice lattes every day are not our thing. Um, I, I mean, I say that, but I'm the only coffee drinker in the family, so I don't have pumpkin spice lattes every day. Uh, but I think Thanksgiving is like the one day where everybody sits down and like enjoys their pumpkin flavored dessert of choice, be that pie or pumpkin roll or like a muffin or something. Um, and it's just like the one day a year that everybody eats something that's pumpkin and then we do who knows what. I have started recently in the past couple years doing a Thanksgiving 5k the morning of Thanksgiving. Oh, that's fun. Going incredibly hungry to whatever meal I am attending um, and just like devouring it. That is so fun. I did that one year when we lived in Seattle uh, with some friends and it was like 25 degrees out. It was like the coldest I've ever ran and it was ridiculous and it was so wonderful. I was so glad I did that. <laughs> yes, that's similarly. Yeah. I mean, I live in Pennsylvania, so it's not incredibly cold, but there have been a few mornings where you show up to run and you're like, can I, should I just go home? Maybe like three miles a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny though. Okay. I have to tell you one thing about weather related to all these holidays. So, well, we'll probably talk about weather related to the holidays quite a bit, but Halloween, you know, you kind of mentioned like, oh, you know, we like the pumpkins are more of the thing for us. So growing up as a kid, I lived in Washington state mm -hmm. and anyone who kind of knows the weather up there knows in the fall, you get quite a bit of rain. I bet in all of my years growing up, there was maybe only five Halloweens where it didn't rain. Like it rained every single Halloween. So you didn't put a lot of, I know it was crazy. You didn't put a lot of work into your costumes because literally you were wearing a plastic trash bag with holes for a head and holes for arms. So you could still walk around and trick or treat while you got rained on. I mean, I can't remember like barely ever seeing someone's Halloween costume because it always rained. So if anything, that's a weird tradition too, like the plastic bag over the Halloween costume. There was a year my sister was a bat and it was perfect because she just wore a trash bag and that was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Every year, everyone's bat. Yeah. And I was a witch a lot. And I think that was part of my mom's strategy was like, sure, we can kind of make you a cute little dress, but you're going to wear a black bag. So you might as well have this like hat and kind of look like you're pulling it off, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Crazy weather story. But anyways, not the problem here where I am now where it's super warm. It's quite the opposite here, which is probably why Halloween costumes and Halloween are a big thing here. Everyone goes around and walks around and it's, it's a big deal. I don't know. Because of the weather, go figure. Go figure. But okay. So then Thanksgiving, um, pumpkin, everything agree. Love that. Uh, I would say about you probably like November 1st is the time where I might start making a lot of pumpkin and squash soups and that kind of thing. Even if it's hot, like it's my 
my favorites. So I'll send you a couple of good recipes, Randolyn. Okay. A couple of favorites that I like. I have, this year I've decided the only squash I've historically ever eaten is zucchini, which isn't, I mean, it's zucchini, technically zucchini squash, but it's not like a winter squash that you think of. Um, so zucchini and then spaghetti squash, and that is it. So this year, I'm, I mean, I'm working at an orchard now. We grow all sorts of winter squashes. I can like tell you what each of them is good for and what they look like. And so this year I've decided that I'm going to start learning how to actually like cook with them so that I enjoy them. Um, so last week I bought and cooked some delicata squashes, which were amazing and I love them. Um, so that's one down the list. I do have one sitting up here. It's a white acorn, also called a mashed potato squash. So I'm gonna try that this week. Um, I'll let you know how it goes, but yes, anything like I feel like I'm most intimidated, intimidated by buttercup squash. Like I know there are lots of good soup recipes for butternut, but if you have a good recipe for buttercup, that one just to me like looks really weird. And I don't, I'm like, why would I want to eat something that looks weird and ugly? I know that's the hardest thing with squash too, between the look and sometimes cutting it. Cause some of them are so stinking hard to cut. So. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Okay. So talking a little bit about food, which is good. Now, everyone, here's the, here's the kicker these days, right? Everyone has their like post, we'll start to say post Thanksgiving traditions. And this is where it really ramps up and where thanks to the retail industry, you know, Black Friday, like now it's like on Thanksgiving, like who goes shopping on Thanksgiving? I don't know. Anyways, that's so not me. But Oh. I have not, I've never been a big Black Friday-er. That said, uh, the past two Thanksgivings, I have gone out after dinner with one of my friends for uh, like two, three hours. The first year it started because her grandpa had just died and she was like, I just need to like go do something. And then since it's now like become a thing we don't we like go get a starbucks coffee and like walk around the outlet mall like we don't really shop we just like go out and experience the people um so what started as like a sad thing that we were doing to kind of like cheer her up has become actually a really fun tradition um, oh, that's cute. i love that but it is it's i was like i never thought i would be one of those people who like went out on thanksgiving night or black friday and now I am. And I'm like, like, I do it because I want to shop. Like, I do it because it's, like, time with a friend. So, like, count? Does it not count? I don't know. Well, you, you aren't crazy with a list and pushing people over. So, you're probably still in the clear. Although, I'll check in with you in, like, five years and see if it's if it's gotten to that level. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jen. So, I've only done Black Friday a couple times. I, I, same thing. It was fun. It was like, Oh, like, why not go stand in line at 5am? Like I went with my mom and my sister. It was like, you know, something random and weird to do. But for me, what happens after Thanksgiving is it doesn't matter what the date is. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, I am allowed to start putting up Christmas decorations. And that is super exciting to me because that is like my, like I would probably do it after Halloween if it was fully accepted by my husband, who it is absolutely not accepted by. Um, I would probably rock a couple months worth of Christmas decorations. Personally, it's just one of my favorite things about the holiday in general. It's just the decoration and the feelings that you get surrounding it just from having yeah. all. So I'm all about getting those decorations up. But I will tell you, 
The problem now as an adult and a mom who's chosen this path is as soon as the Christmas tree goes up, our little friend Mm -hmm. goes up. So the elf on the shelf flies in as soon as the tree is up um, in our house. So that's an interesting, although I've heard rumors that there might have to be quarantines with elves this year. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go down, but either way, it's a little bit crazy when that starts happening. And, you know, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about this whole elf on the shelf thing, but that is one of these traditions we have now started. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up. So I have a funny elf on the shelf story kind of tradition. It has ended now. Um, there was a family I used to babysit for. They lived two houses down and across the street from where I grew up. Um, they had a daughter. She's they don't have, they still have a daughter. Her, they, her, their daughter used to be younger. Now she's like 13 and is like too cool for everything. Um, so when she was younger, I would babysit her and every year I would pet sit and house sit for them when they went to Thanksgiving, they would go visit family. They'd be gone for like a week and a half. So I would watch their pets, um, watch their house, do all the things. And every year, I was responsible for orchestrating the like big, when they came back from Thanksgiving, their elf on the shelf was out. So every year I had to come up with like one outstanding, absolutely amazing return for this elf on the shelf and like set it up in their house and then like move all of my stuff out before they got home. And like, yeah. So I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the best thing ever because all I had to do was come up with like one good idea. Like I wasn't responsible for like maintaining the elf on the shelf throughout the rest of the month of December. I just had to like make this one massive display where I was like totally permitted to make like the biggest mess possible and like just make it absolutely outstanding. And it was my favorite thing ever. I was like, I owned it. Um, and then of course, like they moved and she got too old for like elf on the shelf. And I was like, well, now what am I going to do with all of these, like one single use time, like good elf on the shelf ideas. So Jen, I got you. If you need help, you call me, you've got my number. Yes, absolutely. I will do that because there is a point where it starts to get a little boring and you start to wonder, have I used that spot before? We try not to make ours too elaborate because that would just be way too much work, you know, but it's definitely like, Hmm, have we already done that? (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, the best thing I did like year one and a girlfriend told me this was I put like an alarm on my phone and it just says some, I can't even remember what it says. It's something nondescript since she kind of can read last year. She could read a little. Now she can read, read, read. So it says something like take out the trash or, you know, something random like that. It goes off at like nine 30 at night. And there's my reminder, like, Oh, okay. Gotta, gotta take some action, have some work to do. But yes. So that is, um, sparkle will be showing up, um, as soon as the tree is up. And that is probably one of the biggest traditions that we have started over the last few years. I love that. My mom has not succumbed to elf on the shelf for the rest of the kids. And I think with everything that's happened this year, like elf on the shelf will never be a thing in our house because it doesn't have time, which is fine. No, and that's fine. And I don't think I would do it either if I had a bunch of older kids. And then it's like, why would it be different for one than the other, you know, type of thing? So yeah, 
Um, so Elf on the Shelf kind of gets us up to Christmas, Christmas season, any other holidays people celebrate within that that week long time frame in the end of December, mid to end December. Um, and somewhere in there, I know a lot of people start doing their like holiday baking. Like I had a, one of my best friends, moms growing up would have me over every Black Friday and we would bake for literally eight hours straight. Like everything she did everything we would do like sugar cookies gingerbreads hershey kiss cookies like the peanut butter blossoms we would do like peanut butter balls like thumbprints all like you name it she made it and i made the mistake of have just like happening to go over one one year and then i helped her wash dishes and she was like you're hired see you next black friday and then every year after that but it was always so fun to me because my mom absolutely refuses to make cookies before like the 22nd or the 23rd. Like I've mentioned before, there are six of us kids. So as soon as there are like cookies somewhere in the kitchen, like they're gone, like they do not last. So if she wants to have cookies on Christmas, she will not bake cookies until Christmas. Um, so it's always fun to go over and like actually have like Christmas cookies like well before Christmas. I love that. And what's funny is it's the opposite in our house. Uh, <laughs> I, this is probably one of the advantages of me having been far away from home for a while in that I didn't have to like have cookies around all the time, but now I'm, I'm back and my mom will bake all day every day back to back to, I mean, she will go forever if she could. So there'll be at least two or four of those marathon, you know, baking days. Of course, half of it gets given out to other people or something along those lines, but yes, um, something a little bit crazy within there. But I, as a um, person who does not eat sugar or um, very minimal gluten, low carb, <laughs> it's definitely not something that's a we'll say a high priority for me um, these days, but related to food, we do have one other tradition that my family has, has started. My husband makes lasagna every year for Christmas Eve. So that's kind of our tradition is a big lasagna every Christmas Eve. And he makes a version for me with zucchini and noodles and stuff, which is fabulous. But, um, and it's funny because the first we were in Charleston, it was before, yeah, it was before our daughter was born. Um, someone, it was like our first year living there and someone had just like randomly invited us like, Hey, we know, we know it's your first year here. Would you like to join our family for Christmas Eve dinner? And we thought, well, that's awfully nice. And my husband's like, well, you know, I usually make lasagna and they're like, Oh, well we're having lasagna too. So we got invited to someone else's house. We had lasagna with them one year. And after that year we were like, okay, this is definitely tradition. Cause even when we didn't make it, someone else invited us over, we had it. Like it just was permanently ingrained from that point forward. And so we've done always done that. And then the other one, sorry, I just have to add this in because it's, it's yeah. so special to us. The other one is that um, every Christmas um, we would go to the beach and we would have soup on the beach for lunch in the afternoon. So, and now we're like, you know, we're, I will see how it goes this year. Cause we're not right by the beach for like an hour away, but we will probably still, drive to the beach and do soup on the beach. So we've done soup on the beach every year for like the past probably at least 10 years. So gosh, that is 
so eclectic. I love it. <laughs> we do Christmas, I guess like our historic Christmas day tradition in the afternoon is going and driving the train at, oh, um, yes. So a couple Christmases ago, I was 15 and I had been like begging and begging and begging and begging my dad to teach me how to drive um, a steam engine, like a steam locomotive at his work he worked on railroad cars and they like had a train and they had like space in the yard to like to drive it and all of these things and I was like come on like I want to learn how to drive a train before I learn how to drive a car and like I had just been begging and begging and begging for months and finally on Christmas we like opened up all our presents and everything and then we were just like hanging out and he looked at me and he was like want to go drive the train and I I like jump literally like jumped up off the couch and was like absolutely <laughs> and then every year after that we would go sometime like in the afternoon of Christmas and like go drive the train so that has been a super fun tradition that we've had for a couple years this year we're going snowboarding for Christmas so we'll be two and a half hours away from the train so we're probably not going to drive the train this Christmas um but I think it'll be fun to like maybe start some new traditions um something new that's perfect thing new um Jen I think we have shared a lot of amazing traditions and I'm hoping that we will get to hear some of the other amazing traditions that our listeners have I agree. And, you know, we'll probably go back and talk about these later too of what stuck and what did we do different when we're like then talking about New Year and all this crazy stuff. So it'll be fun to revisit this one again later and see what those what those new ones um, that came up for us are as well. So I love it. Yes. Okay. Quick reminder. It, now that Jen said New Year's, I would like to remind you guys that New Year's is two and a half months away. So easy. That's crazy. Those goals now, y'all. <laughs> Seriously, crazy. I'm sure Jen and I will do an episode closer to New Year's when we talk about our resolutions, what we're looking forward to, what we're excited about, what maybe what we even learned from 2020. Um, but until then, I want you all to head on over to wonderburn.com slash people talking people to learn more about mine and Jen's show and to check out all the other great shows on their network. I'm sure none of the rest of them are talking about holiday traditions yet, but they will be soon. So head on over there if you love all things holidays and we will see you soon. Bye.